Blessed are you. Let us pause in silence just to hear these words as they are spoken from our Lord. Blessed are you. Let's allow these words to wash over us, rolling down like waters, like a mighty stream. Blessed are you. Christ's intent here is to bless, and his words are performative. They enact what they proclaim. With his words, he blesses us. With these utterances, a world is opened to us, one that's always present to us, but one we often miss. A world he calls the kingdom of God. I think we miss the kingdom come all around us in part because we are blinded to the contours of it, surrounded as we are by a culture that equates kingdom with a certain kind of power, with violence, with stark demarcations of who is in and who is out, with ruthlessness, with grasping and accumulating. We bathe in these brackish waters every day such that the kingdom of God easily slips by us as in the night. But today... Today, rolling down like so many baptismal waters, like a mighty stream, those waters in which we bathe all the time are disturbed by newness. And we see and hear and experience blessing, blessing, blessing that upsets our cultural expectations with a pronouncement that God's kingdom is among us here and now, inviting us to reorient our lives, to see differently, to receive the blessing that Christ offers. And the blessing that Christ pronounces today is life-giving and it is disruptive. And the disruption, in fact, is, is the life and it is disruptive to hear blessings on the poor in spirit, on the meek and the mourning, on the merciful and the peacemakers. That's not how the world works, and we know it. That's not how we live, and we know it. We are tempted to say, that blessing is for someone else. It's not for me. Those blessings do not reflect my posture in the world. Go away from me, Jesus, we are tempted to say, along with Peter, and take your blessing to someone, to some other people who are more deserving. But that's the thing about blessing. It has nothing to do with worthiness. It's all about the grace of the one who is pronouncing the blessing. Christ doesn't say you will be blessed if you become more merciful or I will bless you if you achieve becoming poor enough in spirit. 
No, he simply says it to them, to us, to his gathered community in all times and places. You are blessed and beloved of God. And as we hear and receive, we are invited into the paradox of blessing. In one of the podcasts put out by the church around the Beatitudes recently, Anne Keener reminded us that these blessings are paradoxical. We see in the blessing ways of being in the world that push up against what we normally associate with words like mourning and mercy and meek and hunger and thirst. We see the shape of an alternative, an alternative way of being and living and seeing as this blessing washes over us. I was watching a documentary recently that was examining the state of politics in our country. One of the interviews was with a current political operative. And the interviewer asked this person, so what would you say the ultimate purpose of politics is? Is it to bring people together? And the interviewee laughed and said, no, the purpose of politics is not to bring people together. The purpose of politics is to win. When Jesus says, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth, we are invited to experience the disruption that such a blessing causes in a world where Politics is all about winning, where the earth is to be taken and exploited and owned. In experiencing this paradox, we, we can be oriented to see differently, to imagine a world where the meek, or as Lindsay reminded us in her podcast, the gentle or the humble, that they are the ones who display the kingdom of God. And we remember that, as she said, the earth is inherited. The earth is received, not taken or snatched. The land and its wealth must be oriented not only for ourselves, but for others. And there's room to breathe in such a blessing, to imagine that there's more, more to our existence than is readily available to us, more than the sum of what our culture teaches us, that the kingdom of God is truly among us, transforming us, offering us another way to see another path, life, as Jesus calls it, abundant life. There's room to breathe and grow and be in such a blessing, especially in times like these. As I listen to people talk about the election coming up this week, regardless of their politics, the stakes to each feels incredibly high. And they are, I suppose. We are living in a day when a pandemic has taken as of now, 230,000 American lives and left large swaths of our economy in tatters 
and has made us feel isolated and fearful. We live in a time when long-standing racial inequalities have come to the fore in such a way that they must be faced and where unrest in the streets speaks of a ferment for change. And we live at a moment when large segments of our population believes that if the other side wins, our nation will not recover. Imagine that. Large segments of our population believing that if they lose, if the other side wins, all is lost. This is where we are. As we sit here today on All Saints Day 2020, And yet those moments when I take the time to slow down and really listen to the other and not just talk about the horse race, the Republicans and the Democrats, who will win, who will lose, Trump and Biden, but ask the simple question, why is this important to you? Why is this important to you? What I hear is a deep hunger for a country that flourishes, where everyone can live in safety and prosperity, where justice rolls down like waters and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. And here's the thing. Those hungers and thirsts, they're not confined to one party. They're not the property of any one political tribe. They are at the heart of what we are all of us searching for. Mary Sellers reminded us in her podcast that righteousness is closely related to justice and that the hunger and thirst for righteousness that Jesus blesses is a hunger and thirst for the world to be made right to be made as God intends for the kingdom to come. Is that not what lies at the root of our national ferment? We are at our best when we remember that we are all of us blessed by God and that we all of us belong to God. We are at our best when we remember that God is God And we and our various ideologies and parties and candidates most assuredly are not. And yet that God whom we are not has come among us. The kingdom of God is among us, inviting us to imagine a life of flourishing that does not come from any election, but rather when we receive the gift of blessing and find ourselves transformed. In this posture of receiving what we did not create, we are freed from fearful grasping to live and give generously, knowing that all we have and all we are is grace, is gift, is blessing. As we gather on All Saints Day in this tumultuous time, I'm reminded of the words of David Lose, who says that part of what we do when we celebrate all saints is to 
participate in the inversion of the kingdom of the world, which believes that all we can see, hold, control, or buy is all there is. Just as those who have died in this world are not lost to us, but live in the nearer presence of God, so God's kingdom exists now, exerts its influence on us now, transforms our reality now. God's love and life are more powerful and enduring than the hate, disappointment, and death that seems at times to surround us. We need to hear that proclamation again and again in the coming days that God's love and God's life are more powerful and enduring than the hate, disappointment, and death that seem at times to surround us. We believe that the saints of God experience now in fullness, see now in total what we can only glimpse. They shine with the sun of God's blessing. They cheer us on. And here we are. You may be feeling tired, confused, cynical, unsure, incapable. You may not see yourself as particularly blessed. But the miracle of grace is that you most assuredly are blessed. Blessed are you. You are beloved of God. You are linked with all the saints in precisely this, the grace of God on which we all depend. My prayer is that you and me and all God's beloved would lift our hands high and receive the blessing and then go in the strength of that blessing to bless the world. May it be so. Amen.